And I'm Mrs. Dean. Welcome to All Girls Considered, a podcast dedicated to telling the stories of inspiring women and girls. Today we are speaking with Allison Smith, a photographer in Dallas, Texas. Welcome, Allison. Thank you. Where do you find inspiration for your work? Well, everywhere I go, I find inspiration. People inspire me, nature inspires me, music inspires me, reading inspires me, looking inspires me. What are some of your favorite subjects to shoot? Well, I love making portraits and I love telling people stories. I love photographing animals, specifically mine. I love photographing nature and, and small Texas towns. I kind of love just making pictures. When did you know that photography was your calling? Well, I knew it pretty early on. I have to say I feel pretty lucky looking back. I got my first camera when I was eight and got pretty serious about photography when I was 15. And I got a, uh, a real camera, as I like to say, when I was 16. And things changed. I just, I knew this is, was my voice and how I wanted to, uh, what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Have your parents always been supportive of your dream to be a photographer? Absolutely. They, uh, my mom gave me that camera when I was 16, and it was hers, and uh, I still have it on my shelf today. It's, uh, it was a great camera for me as a beginner, and it's, uh, they always supported me and still do. You and your mother wrote a book about your grandfather. Can you explain what inspired you to write the book? Well, before my grandfather passed away, he gave me a thousand plus slides and said to me, maybe you could do something with these someday. So he was a huge inspiration in my life and I didn't want to let him down. So I did something with them and I started looking through them and discovered that he had an incredible vision and I wanted to share it with others. So my mom and I did this as a project together, and it's been so rewarding to work together. And it was 10 years ago that we published Reflection of a Man. Hard to believe. So you mentioned that you like telling people's stories through photography, Um, and you titled the book Reflection of a Man. I'm wondering what type of story were you trying to tell through your grandfather's work in the book? Probably the story of a very curious person who... uh, I mean, the, the title we thought was kind of a perfect title for this project because they, these photographs tell what a kind of a curious, sensitive, interested human he was. And he just explored life and saw stories in everybody and everything and or found beauty in, in everybody and everything. What is your greatest accomplishment? Hmm... Well, that's a tough one. Let's see. I think that for me right now, I feel it's a great accomplishment to be making pictures and, uh, you know, getting, getting work where I'm able to, to shoot with my personal style and share my vision. And that's a, that's a big accomplishment. It's something I've worked really hard to get to a place where I'm doing that. You mentioned, you know, we were talking about your grandfather earlier and then this idea of defining personal accomplishments. I wonder how you feel like your grandfather would identify your greatest accomplishment as a photographer. 
like he would say that I'm pers- that I, I I'm pursuing my dream. I'm doing it well. I'm working hard. And those were three things that he always or things he always encouraged me to to not just take pictures, but be my best and work my hardest. And um, and it does pay off. You know, getting good assignments is because of that. And um, you know, it for him, I don't think success or being that meant, you know, lots and lots and lots of money. I think it was more just being really good at what you do and then the rest follows, you know. How do you measure success? Well, personally, I measure it by happiness and by doing what you really love to do. So when I see other people that I think are successful, it's because they're they're following their passion and doing what what they do best and doing it well. Who are some women that you look up to that you say, Oh wow, they have this passion. They have this drive. They inspire me in some way. Well, I love the photographer, Laura Wilson, who's actually from Dallas. And I, I've loved her work for so long and her, eye totally inspires me and her drive to make pictures and tell people stories uh, continues to inspire me. Plus, she has three or four, maybe five books at this point, and that's a big inspiration for me, too, because I'd love to have a book one day. Can you explain which of your life obstacles taught you the best life lesson? Well, you know, working for newspapers, I worked for newspapers for about 15 years before I quit to freelance, do freelance photography. And working for newspapers was probably the best education I ever had. Learning about working with other people, learning about making deadlines, um, you know, just being a responsible person and representing a company. And I don't know, I feel like those, I learned a lot. And and I always felt like I made some mistakes or, or many mistakes as a photographer. And, and that's how you learn because you, you, you make mental notes. Okay, I'm never going to do that again because I know what happened. And now, but you've got to try and you've got to experiment. And you, you'll never know unless you make those mistakes. And that's how you learn. <laughs> what is the motto that you try to live by? Well, my motto comes from a great photographer named Bill Cunningham, and the motto is stay focused. And it really applies to me as a photographer, obviously, because I'm focusing my camera, but also staying focused on what your goal is. And my goal is to make great photographs, and to stay focused is important for me to, you know, just as it says, stay focused. It's, it's my motto, and it's a good one, and you don't have to be a photographer to have that motto. Is there anything that you've ever wanted to do aside from photography? Well, if I, I would have loved to have been a dancer. Um, <laughs> not just like any kind of dancer, but like Michael Jackson's dancer. But I just never was good enough, and so I just will just dance in the, my private office (laughs) and never on stage but the fact is no I've always wanted to be a photographer and there's just been no other choice for me in life 
At your wedding, you danced to the to a Michael Jackson song. Can you tell us what inspired you to do this? Well, let's see. I love Michael Jackson, and he he. I got married in August. Uh, Barry Whistler and I got married in August, and um, Michael passed away in June, and I knew that this is what I had to do. And so my friends and I did a pop-up performance of the Thriller Dance, and uh, it was (laughs) well-received. So I got my dancing in front of 100 people. Check that off. How much choreography did you, how much time did you put into the choreography for that? We danced for about two months. We practiced and practiced. And we had a, I had a friend in Alaska and a f- couple friends in Austin and a friend in California. Uh, they all, we would videotape ourselves practicing and then share it with them so they could practice along with us. And I'd say we were a pretty tight group when it came down to wedding day. And I was pretty much more nervous about doing the thriller dance than getting married. It's funny. I like the idea of taping yourselves, though. I kind of want to just do that for fun with my friends that live across the country. Is right. I'm going to choreograph a number, and I want all of us to participate in it, and we're going to videotape ourselves. Maybe we could do it on Skype now. Yeah. Well, we and make sure you have to choreograph it from behind. So when those that are watching it, they can follow you from behind. We have to do that all the time. We're learning a we're learning choreography right now for our concert, choir concert on Thursday. Yes, they're all um, a little apprehensive about the choreography for the choir concert. They're like, we're singers, not dancers. It's fun. <laughs> well, uh, just stay focused. That's right. Choose Allison's motto and just stay focused. I try. Um, how do you perfect your craft as a photographer and how do you continue to improve? Well, that's definitely a, one of my goals is just to get better because I just, I want to be better and I, um, and I have these little talks with myself all the time about being a better photographer. And so having little talks with myself and then also looking at as much as I can look at. I, and not just screen time. I look at photography books. I go to um, museums. I look at photography in museums. I look at art. I look at sculpture. Uh, I walk around sculpture. I look at it at every angle. I try to understand it. Um, I try to just think about, you know, when I'm looking at art, just try to think about just that and not be distracted with anything else. And because I've always thought it's so important to educate your eye. And, you know, these little things that you see in life later when you're on an assignment, when I'm on an assignment, I might, it might come back to me and think that's how I want to do this. Or, you know, just getting inspired from the world around us. Have you ever collaborated with any other artists? I have, and I want to do more of that. There's a great painter in Dallas that, uh, his name is Peter Ligon, and, and we've, we've collaborated on a photographing, and he's a painter, this, this specific neighborhood. And um, we've, nothing came of it other than that we just enjoyed seeing each other's vision of, of a, new, a different part of town. 
But I collaborate with writers for work and uh, to tell stories. What message do you try to get across in your photography? Well, I guess it depends if I'm shooting for myself or for a story. Um, but shooting for myself, you know, just capturing beauty and, you know, but not obvious beauty and um, finding beauty all over or in, in strange places. I like to to see things that others might walk past and slow it down and photograph something that, you know, others might not see or take the time to see. Among all of your work, which one is your favorite or would be your favorite? Hmm. That changes like all the time. But, and I really like other people's work more than mine because <laughs> I'm sitting in my office right now and I have this whole wall of photographs and not one of them's mine, but every single one of them have kind of followed me through my career and the wall keeps growing and growing. And this is my inspiration wall. But as far as my photos, I have one that is kind of, does kind of haunt me. And I wonder if I could ever shoot it again. It, it's a photograph of a stop sign and of the backside of a building. And it's a pretty simple photo, but it's just, it just happened. It was one of those things that happened, and I think I was able to capture that feeling. What do you think is the most exciting aspect of your job? Well, as, as a photojournalist, I love that I can tell people stories and share that with so many other people, and especially with the, you know, the power of the Internet the stories go viral quickly. I mean, you hope they do. Um, just before you all called me, uh, an editor from the New York Times wrote to say that something I shot last week is now online. And uh, it was exciting. It's like I haven't shared this with anybody, and now it's out there, and I'm excited to, for people to see it and for, for it to inspire others. What is the most challenging thing about your line of work? Caption, caption writing is really hard for me. Not... Um, I, I love to write and I've always been a closet writer, but like sometimes I'll have like this particular assignment that I just mentioned, I turned in 205 photos and I had to write a caption for every single one of them. Um, and that can make my eyes cross <laughs> and take a day, but, uh, you know, we just stay focused and do it right. That sounds like an excellent assignment for me to give my students next week on the last week of school. Two uh -huh. five captions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. And then every client, every person I shoot for wants them done differently. So it's just, it uh, requires a different part of my brain. <laughs> Never taking pictures on the trip, to, my trip to Rhode Island. You should. Totally. Absolutely. It's so important, especially for you all at your young ages, to document the worlds around you. You just, you won't believe it when you look at these pictures down the road. And you'll be so happy you have them. And I had a photographer who I love so much. 
His name was Andy Hansen, and he was my pal. We worked together at the Dallas Morning News and also at the Dallas Times-Herald. But he knew me when I was about seven, and he photographed me, you know, many times as a kid, and then to work with him later was pretty special. And he always said, photograph your family. He kept telling me, photograph your family. And I did, and I thank him for really encouraging me to make pictures of my family, because I have them now, <laughs> and I treasure them. How did you survive your middle school years? Oh, good question, because that was pre-photography, so, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I had some nice friends, and, uh, oh, it was, that's, it's such a hard time. I think, I, I don't know, I, I'm speechless, I don't know. <laughs> staying focused. That was hard for me to do back then. It's a hard thing to, to do. <laughs> so that was not what I was doing. How did I survive then? Probably just by laughter. <laughs> what do you think is the best piece of advice that someone has given you in your lifetime? Stay true to your passion and success will follow. Somebody told me that about 20 years ago. And that I, I just feel like that's the truth. And it's like, don't, don't ever give up on your passion and stay true to it. And, you know, whether, whatever it is, but just don't let your passion down. It, it was just great advice. And I, I think there's so many times when you think, oh, I'm, you know, the voices in your head start talking and I can't do this or, you know, I, I'll never, I won't be able to do that. And it's like, yes, you can and do it and, you know, be strong. And, and I don't know that you have to talk to yourself a lot and give yourself pep talks and that helps. What advice would you give young girls listening to this podcast? Take pictures and not just party pictures <laughs> and take your flash off your camera and look for light and photograph things that really interest you and not just party pics and, you know, and photograph, photograph, photograph. It's so important. And you'll be so happy to have these pictures 10, 20, 30 years from now. <laughs> it's hard to imagine, but if you save them on a proper hard drive, <laughs> you will be able to look at them someday and be thrilled that you have them. Thank you so much for being with us today. We had a great time. Well, I did too. It was so fun. And I, I feel like I was really too serious for you guys. But <laughs> I am I'm very serious about my work as a photographer. That's good. We think that's a good <laughs> Okay, good. Yeah. Um, but you didn't ask me about my dog. <gasps> you have some great dogs in your photos. Tell us about your furry friends. Okay, well, right now she's staring at me. Her name is Dia, and we call her Dia Art Dog. And she is a stump-tailed cattle dog who we rescued off of a uh, off the internet. <laughs> and she's wagging her stump tail right now because she thinks we're going to go on a walk. But Dia and I are. She is my assistant, and comes on a lot of photo shoots with me. And she, I just love having a dog in my life. And uh, Bucks and Daisy you saw on my website, and you probably also saw Quincy and Stella. 
and the corgis are my parents' dogs, and those two little stinkers have been in National Geographic for kids, so they're celebrities. And uh, Dia is going to be in the next issue of Oxford American Magazine. I hadn't told her yet, so she's pretty excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> the editor of the Oxford American Magazine, uh, there's a photograph of Dia sleeping in a guest bed in a little cottage in Maine. And they are going to run that with a story. So it's going to be her first publication. Man, we're going to have to celebrate that. <laughs> it's going to be a big day. Is Dia interested in interviews? She is. She likes this one a lot. Okay, good, good. She's really wagging her tail. She thinks mommy's doing a really good job. Because she keeps hearing her name. <laughs> She's like, tell her more about Dia. That's right. <laughs> You've missed an opportunity to talk about <laughs> She wants to be interviewed, she's telling me. All right, well, we're going to sign her up for next year. Okay, because she's a pretty awesome gal, too. <laughs>